Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. The Rouault Commission just uh, recently issued its report on the anniversary of the end of the Freedom Convoy, the Truckers Convoy that went across Canada to uh, protest in Ottawa. Many people had been wondering at the time what was going on up there in Canada with those truckers. Uh, you probably have heard something about it because um, it seemed to go around the world of people uh, getting on board with their message to get rid of COVID mandates. And it caught on in many different countries. Anyway, if you don't know too much about it, I'll try to give you a brief summary of it. If you haven't seen any of my reports on it from before, you could find it in blogs on Medium or lifesearch.ca. There I have various links to all kinds of uh, media videos of the convoy at the time. People were saying if the Canadians are miffed, something must really be wrong. Because Canadians tend to be known as level-headed, calm, polite, and not causing a fuss. And depending on what media you were getting your news from, you may have heard about talk of swastikas, Confederate flags, desecrating a monument, hidden weapons, occupiers blockading streets, and a conspiracy to overthrow the government, supported by foreign right-wing extremist groups. Or you might have not gotten your news from the legacy media, but more from amateur video feeds, where you would really wonder what was going on with those crazy Canucks and how they mount an insurrection. Because those feeds would show bouncy castles, street food and dancing, and all this, of course, in minus 20 weather, because after all, it was February in Canada. These amateur feeds showed people explaining how they were cleaning up their own garbage and shoveling the snow to keep the, the walkways clean. And they were negotiating with local police to keep an emergency lane open, where to park their rigs and keeping their horns quiet at night. A completely different story from what was being told in the legacy media. So I went to see it myself. And what I saw looked to me like a giant open-air church service. There was prayers, hugging, singing, people uh, doing spiritual warfare from the stage, talking about the necessity of getting rid of evil within the, the house of government. So what was it all about? Well, briefly, in January, the federal government in Canada announced that they were removing the 
trucker's exemption, which had required a 14-day quarantine for anyone not vaccinated who is going to be crossing the Canadian-U.S. border. Truckers, of course, are crossing the Canadian-U.S. border by the thousands every day. So some of them got together and decided to organize a convoy across the country to arrive in Ottawa in January for the start of the new session of Parliament. When they held a fundraiser campaign on a crowdfunding platform, many other Canadians from all walks of life, cultural communities and provinces joined in. Polls at the time showed almost half of Canadians sympathized with their cause. Their primary demand was to reopen the U.S. border with Canada for American and both Canadian truckers, which is federal jurisdiction. Secondarily, they said that it was time to drop all temporary COVID mandates, provincial and federal. During the protest, which lasted a few weeks, provincial governments agreed, and many other countries also agreed at the same time that it was time to get rid of the COVID mandates. The Canadian federal government, on the other hand, didn't budge an inch. But rather, for the first time in history, this Trudeau government enacted the Emergency Measures Act instead, which in other countries would be basically considered martial law. So it allows them to do all kinds of arbitrary emergency measures, which I'll go into later basically suspending the democratic process. And so the uh, commission just made its report that is required by the Emergency Measures Act itself on whether this was justified or not. The recommendation that comes out of a report will often depend upon the perspective that you go into it with. We're used to this idea when we listen to news from authoritarian regimes, but don't usually think about it when it comes to our own Western democracies, because we do as much as we possibly can to make sure that the judiciary is impartial and separated from the legislative branch of our governments, because we recognize the importance of unbiased views and judgments. This Prime Minister doesn't seem to have that concern. As part of the Emergency Measures Act, the convoy was broken up with riot police, horses, batons, tear gas, etc. And people's bank accounts were frozen for participating in the protest that was deemed to be illegal. And leaders of the protest were arrested and put in jail. The woman who was responsible for crowdfunding was arrested on the charge of counseling mischief, which may not sound like a capital offense to you or um, insurrectionist, but that seemed to be the worst that the government could come up with, or the police could come up with to uh, charge any of these people with. So she um, had a bail hearing to be released, but the judge uh, denied her bail. Usually in democracies, as I said, we try to have judiciary separated from the legislative. And we have this tradition 
that as a judge, if you're before me in a court and it's against my brother-in-law, I will recuse myself saying, well, I can't be seen as impartial in this case because this is a case that has to do with my brother-in-law. Or I'm presiding over a case of someone protesting against the government and the party that I'm a member of. So just so there's not even a hint of bias against you, I will recuse myself and let another judge hear the case. This is not what happened, however. And it turns out that the judge that uh, denied this lady bail on mischief charges uh, actually ran as a candidate for the Member of Parliament for the Liberal Party in the previous election. So back to the Rouleau Commission report. The conclusion that it came up with was that the Emergencies Act was considered appropriate and effective as the feds had reasonable grounds to necessitate the taking of special temporary measures citing threats to national security. However, Commissioner Rouleau admitted that other reasonable and informed people could come to a different conclusion on invoking the Act. Well, I've come to a different conclusion. The cynical amongst us may say that the conclusion of the report is a direct result of the biases that went into it. You can be sure that if the opposition leader had selected the judge to lead this commission, it would have resulted in an entirely different result. Ah, you may say, but that's because he is biased. The bias is totally evident to the one who is on the opposing side of the issue. I would posit that so would an impartial judge have a completely different point of view. So, what do we know about Commissioner Rouleau, you might ask? Well, he was instrumental in selecting the cabinet for a previous Liberal Prime Minister. Not Trudeau, but a previous government of his party. Did that influence his opinion? I don't know. But Trudeau seems to have a tendency of selecting people whose impartiality can be questioned, as I mentioned in the bail hearing case. In coming weeks, I'll be talking about what this might mean for Canadian and other democracies going forward. So for now, what do Christians do about it? First, I urge you not to get defensive and not to pit one group of the body against another part of the body of Christ. And take a deep breath from my previous episode and listen to how God may be answering your prayers for your leaders and how you might be part of the answer. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on earth as it is in heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you.